Hashtag SAFMBTH. One of the issues that we have, at least in, in South Africa, in looking at what has happened to our rail network and also uh, which in turn has had a major impact on and seen trucks um, going on different national highways and the stresses that has caused, it's raised a lot of questions around the future of rail in the country. But if you look across the border, Namibia and Botswana are busy with a multi-billion dollar railway project that will link Botswana's rich coal fields to the Namibian coast and and assess um, also what we need to assess is to what this means for our country's ailing transnet freight rail. Dr. Liaza Yenberg is an independent researcher and consultant in geopolitics and international security. Joining us now on the line, uh, Dr. Yenberg, uh, thank you very much for making time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Thank you for inviting me. Before we bring it back home and what it means for us, the project itself, Namibia and Botswana, this multi-billion dollar railway project, please do share more. Um, So it appears to be a major project that has been in the planning for a long time, initially conceived in 2010. Um, It gained some light in 2015 when they created a joint office to forward this project and and to gain momentum with it. Um, It is expected that they will open in 2024 for official bids but in the meantime they have been approached by a number of international well by a number of international companies but also by a number of countries such as china and india as well as the united states um to look at how they can facilitate this process obviously they see value in creating this rail line it will connect um as you mentioned the coal fields on Botswana, but not just the coal fields also Botswana is incredibly rich in diamonds and also it is um, increasingly found in copper. And so it will be all of these minerals that will then go across the, the Kalahari and will land up in Volfus Bay where it will be exported. Now, this also links into um, another planned development, which is to expand the port of Volfus Bay, which um, the Chinese have been linked to, and the creation of a, dark, a deep water port. Now, yeah, that if I may on on that, I mean, the minute we're talking about the um, the expansion of of the Valparaiso port, and one takes into consideration uh, the challenges that we've seen with our ports, whether we're talking about um, what was happening in in Cape Town, for for example, it raises questions as to whether or not our neighbouring countries, with the support of nations such as China, are manoeuvring um, in to 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 a position where we will be less needed as a, as, a, as a port of entry. Absolutely. I think South Africa has for many years prided itself on its, its network um, of transportation, whether that be rail or road and also our ports. And for many years, we've sort of placed ourselves as this gateway into Africa. The problem is that as we allow transnet and our ports to deteriorate um, and we don't upgrade them in sort of, you know, significant ways, what we are essentially doing is we're creating a gap in the market for our neighbours to take advantage of. And certainly there is um, a desire by these big international powers not only to have access to the resources, but there is an element of um, creating networks that will advantage them not just in terms of trade, but also in terms of the obligations that they create amongst the countries that receive their funding.
And going back to to the Namibia Botswana multi billion dollar railway project, and uh, you mentioned um, at least in terms of the the development of Alphas Bay, China's involvement. But w- which other nations? And are we also seeing direct investment on the part of Namibia and Botswana uh, governments in this project itself? Look, absolutely. Um, both Namibia and Botswana have two of the most competent governments in terms of sub-Saharan Africa, certainly in terms of the SADC countries. And they have taken very concerted um, decisions to make sure that they remain active and equal partners in these kinds of investments. But, you know, these are not the first ones. China is known for its debt trap. We saw what happened in, in Sri Lanka, where they essentially took the port back because the Sri Lankan government was unable to do, uh, pay back the loans that it had taken. We've also seen them involved in the development of railways, both in Zambia, um, and Kenya, as well as the big ports in Dar es Salaam, for example, um, and increasingly in Somalia, there's development of deep water ports as well. This is not a new trend. Unfortunately, South Africa is almost cutting itself out of, of the game, if you would. Um, uh, there's also the element of deep water ports as both has a naval component, but it also is because increasingly the super tankers that have been developed require deep water ports. And South Africa's ports will not, without significant investment, be able to accommodate these deepwater tankers. So in that regard, um, international companies and international um, countries, and I say the two together because in some cases in China, for example, it's hard to see where the company stops and the state begins. They are essentially setting themselves up to make sure that their trade is, is secure going into the future. Um, and they see the value in it. But the problem from an African perspective is that this is about resource extraction, and it doesn't lead much to development beyond um, the resource extraction industries. We're not talking about the creation of a rail network that connects cities or allows for intracontinental trade. This is all about intercontinental trade. In conversation, Dr. Liaza Janberg, who's an independent researcher and and consultant in geopolitics and international um, security, we're talking about uh, the the what really and and something that I've always questioned myself on major rail network or uh, the connectivity between countries in the region where we have uh, this project between Botswana and. Namibia, um, the Trans-Kalahari Rail uh, project we are discussing. But in bringing it back home, Dr. Yendo, um, is yes. it the failure in leadership? Is it the failure in planning? Um, not South Africa really lagging behind when it comes to such infrastructure projects, when it comes to um, the at least putting putting together a way to recover from the, the the unfortunate reality of the infrastructure that has fallen apart over the years, and it doesn't seem like, at least for now, that there is a plan because such a project could easily be a three-nation project somehow, where South Africa is included in this, um, including Zimbabwe, making it a a regional project. But what's happening in in our country? I think our country has, unfortunately a long run sort of of ignoring our infrastructure. We took it for granted that our electricity and our infrastructure was the strength of our nation, um, which it was in in the early early 2000s, for example. 
But the problem is that we were investing money elsewhere. And then gradually what happened is that it became about governance and corruption and sort of what was delayed maintenance in some cases and delayed projects while, while funds were redirected has now become sort of a chronic dismantling of these precious resources and certainly a failure to develop them further. And it's going to take major anti-corruption moves as well as major leadership to, to put us back on a path. And I think also a rethinking of our place, not just in the world, but specifically in, in static. We've always placed ourselves um, in, in foreign policy terms as this gateway into Africa, this leader in the static region. And if we don't act now and act decisively and invest significantly, whether that be with the help of private um, funding or with other countries, it's going to mean that we are essentially sidelined and these investments will take place in other places. And soon, instead of the world coming to us to have access to rail, for example, and ports, we'll be going to them, which I think is already being muttered um, with this new rail line because it'll be equidistant for South African um, exports, from Gauteng particularly, to go to mm. Botswana and make use of this rail line as it would be to make use of Durban ports, for example. Um, hopefully, so this is a long-term problem. Hopefully the problem is addressed as soon as possible. Thank you very much for, for your time, Dr. Liaza Yenberg, Independent Researcher and Consultant in Geopolitics and International Studies.